What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sap. This is September 24th. It is not the list in your boy. Uh, it is officially titled the list and not your boy. Uh, I am joined by LOL. It's Kate, as you see by this crudely uh, produced <laughs> overlay I did. Kate, I'm how you doing? Jimmy. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. Despite all my travel woes, Kate still hasn't made it out of the New York area. No, this was a little more intentional, but uh, I was not in an airport for like 10 hours. Mm. Uh, I am at my sister's, though. There's this beautiful shot of New York in yes. the background. Um, but that is why I sound different and echoey, probably. No, you and sound I don't good. Look as bright as I normally do. But I feel bright on the inside because we've had it's, so much great wrestling this week, Sean. It's the emo lighting, Kate. My hair is everywhere. Well, mine is. Mine is. Uh, I'm not even going to try to fix it for you guys. I'm sorry. But um, this show brought to you by our friend Destiny FOMO, as you see up there at the top. Go to twitter.com slash Destiny FOMO. Give her a follow. She is a wonderful girl, a wrestling fan, a gamer, has a lot of great gaming content. But you can find all of her links at twitter.com slash destiny FOMO. She helped show me around New York this week. She even bought me pizza. I told her I felt like the Young Bucks with Masa. Like, she not only sponsored my show, but she bought me pizza, too. My goodness. I was I was I, amazed by it. I gotta say, because you posted it, I feel like she didn't buy you maybe the best New York pizza. No, we went to Lulu's. Oh, okay. okay Everybody was, was like, Esbaro, Sparrow, whatever the hell that is. And I even tweeted, I was like, wow, I post one piece of New York pizza and everybody turns into Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> and here's the funny thing. Ross Berman quote tweeted it and he said, you know, they're doing bad with him because he's supposed to be from Chicago. Yeah. And I definitely thought he was from New York. But there well, you go. Well, last week he said he did, uh, his family did business up and down the Atlantic. So yeah. I don't know, maybe his his business is just in multiple places. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> we've got people sending in chats. Get your super chats in. If you want your question or statement read on the air, please leave a thumbs up, subscribe. Uh, PW Outsider says, Denise is your girl, but Kate is not your boy. Yes, I couldn't call it the list and your girl because that's me and Denise's show. Uh, so it is just the list and not your boy. Even though I am supposed to be your boy, I haven't used that in three years. And when Jimmy came up with the name of the show, I said, Jimmy, that's a terrible name. Please don't do it. This bit's not going to last that long. And he kept it. And now we've got a show that's like 225 episodes deep. I could be your tall girl. You could be. You were shockingly tall. I'm 5'8". I was very surprised. You was... were upsettingly tall almost. You're eight foot seven, I think. Yeah, I am very tall, but... Uh, again, guys, uh, Destiny FOMO is not tall. She was a shoot 410. Um, follow her on Twitter. She is the reason that we're able to bring you this show uh, ad-free live at the very least. There will be ads on the audio edition. But, Kate, I went to New York. I, I was an overnight. I won't even get into my travel woes, but <sighs> it was it was a nightmare getting out of there. But the city, well, I, so I just want to say, I talked to somebody from WWE before this, and they go, "Said, did you stay in Queens or?" And I said, "Boy, did I ever stay in Queens! <laughs> I stayed in the most Queens 
place ever. And the New Yorkers I was with, Demon Diva and uh, Destiny, they let me know <laughs> that I stayed in Queens. I went to a place called Ass Plaza. It was actually Assy Plaza, but it said Ass Plaza, so I was very happy about that. Was Billy um, Gunn there? He was not. It was very unfortunate. That's upsetting. You should have been able to do a Billy Gunn interview there. <laughs> I know, but we, we did Arthur Ashe. Well, we didn't do Arthur Ashe. Uh, that, that'd be that's we attended a show. We attended a show at Arthur Ashe Stadium. <laughs> Sorry, Arthur. Um, that was a blast. I I really think they should have probably done an hour of Rampage before Dynamite and then an hour after. But also, maybe they shouldn't have because as Danielson and Omega started, there there were still tons of people at the concessions. People weren't settled in, even though AEW was like, please. Get here early. People did not get there early, Kate. No. Well, and it, you only open the doors at a certain time, right? So yeah. I missed all of Elevation, which was kind of annoying because I'm from this area. So there was talent I wanted to see sure. on the card. Um, the a lot of them, pop was, was hot. Yeah. So that was, I was waiting for, I have to shout out Cass for this. I was in concessions for all of Elevation and I was about, three people in line deep three minutes before the start of the show. And I was like, I'm bailing. I am not missing Brian Danielson's music hitting or a second of that match. I was supposed to get like my whole group of people, like just waters. Yes. Um, and Cass was like, go, I'll get you waters. And he brought our whole group oh, waters. Man. Thank you, Cass, oh, for body slam. But and I, by the way, if you are an arena that still makes your concessions, pour water into a cup, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, you suck. You suck. You suck and you don't so have hard. drink carriers. If you do that, you suck. Yeah. I, I was in Cincy two weeks ago, and one concession stand did that, and the other one didn't. And I was like, what the, what the hell? Like, why, why aren't we doing bottles here? Like, you, you all really afraid they're going to throw it or refill it or whatever? So lame. We've got Ryan Sullivan says, Sean asked Kate why she refused to introduce you to her friends. What game is she playing? <laughs> Kate, you were in line for concessions when I met you. Yeah. And let me tell you, I was I was down in the in the not 100 section. Oh. And when I went up that elevator, it was like District 9 in the Hunger Games. You all were like fighting. <laughs> you all were like fighting you for a scrap of <laughs> You all wanted like one one like salt piece from a pretzel or something. You all were reaching for it the line upstairs went all around you didn't know where it started or when it ended um it was crazy it was wild merch line was even worse so god bless him but to answer ryan's question i like my job so i wasn't going to introduce my boss to you anybody else ryan says cass is a golden god who saved (laughs) my night with water cass is great cass from body slam big shout out to him uh, Chris Rain says, tall Kate. Hey, I mean, if you guys want to send us super chats about that, I'm all for it. Hannah does. Uh, one of our great moderators says, how is 5'8 shockingly tall, but 5'7 is extremely short? I feel like I had some more frame of reference for Hannah because I've seen like I- I've seen her post stuff for years and years and years, and I haven't known Kate as long. So then when I go and see Kate... And I can immediately tell that you're not wearing heels or anything like yeah. like so many other people do. I'm like, whoa, you're really tall. I was very shocked by that. I am. That wasn't like with boots on height. That wasn't my listed height. I'm a shoot five, yeah. seven and three quarters, pal. <laughs> Dante says, shout out to Britt Baker, who always finds the camera. So I haven't watched it back on TV yet. I'm going to try to watch a Grand Slam back this week. 
I heard some people say that like maybe they were disappointed in that match. I thought it was good live. Everything live was pretty solid or pretty good. Yeah. There were a couple spots here and there, but uh, outside of Danielson Omega, what stood out to you? Oh man, um, trying to not mix up my rampage card too. Oh you yeah, know, I mean you you can mention the match, just don't mention the result because okay. we'll be back here talking about a show that we were there for tonight, making every inside joke that I can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I I actually I liked the women's match a lot. I think I understand what people are saying, but anything that was going to follow Kenny and Danielson and I think the ending being what it was, I think people were going to be like, "Well, why didn't that main event?" Yes. I I thought the women's match was great. I understand why people had their complaints about it cuz it was just a lot slower paced, but I like seeing that in the women's matches cuz I think a lot of times when things were getting sloppy, it was because a lot of stuff was rushed. I thought this was a great story to tell because I thought they were just kind of being the crap out of each other methodically. And that's what Ruby Soho and Britt Baker should be doing, yeah. uh, main eventing. So I loved that. And then on Rampage, I really liked Punk and Hobbs. And I mean, the the main event with uh, Eddie Kingston closing out the show, like I was just marking out a lot. <laughs> It was it was a good rampage as well. I feel like there was I don't know if that needed to be two hours. I don't know if tonight's rampage needed to be two hours. Um, yeah, uh, somebody said that the boys Twitter reposted Cody's entrance, which is great. And JD says, SRS, are you Homelander too with those colors? Cody is Homelander enough for me. So that line actually came from an AEW wrestler that I talked about or talked to. And they said, Cody thinks he's Homelander or thinks he's Captain America, but he's Homelander. For those who don't know, Homelander is a Captain America-esque superhero. And he thinks that he's like this great guy, but he's really a piece of shit. And I mean Cody Rhodes the character, not Cody Runnels the human. Uh, the character is oblivious. And I think that is the character, Kate. We're going to talk a little bit more about, about Grand Slam. He got booed hard, and I I loved it because we got it. And you know how I know that Cody knows because he's doing this. Yeah, he's milking it, so he he's knows it. this he is new. This is supposed to happen. This is so much supposed to happen. Brandy's interactions in the match also made me think that they knew this was going to happen. Yes. There's a few things here. I guess people are burnt out on the Cody thing. That's fine. I don't get the narrative that he puts himself over all the time. You're allowed to not like him. Yeah. He's constantly putting other people over. He won yep. against Agogo, but that was clearly supposed to be a bigger feud till he got injured. So I don't know what people's complaint about that specific thing is. I think it's really hard not to root for Malachi Black because he's so cool. So I think that's part of why Cody's been getting booed here. But they completely knew this was going to happen. The way the match was structured Malachi Black is just so interesting that it's you can't boo that guy even though you're supposed to. And New York is like not that different from Philly where it's more a heel town or whatever. So they were completely aware that this was going to be the case. Some of the stuff Brandy was doing in the match, like, I don't know, flicking someone off does not feel super like face behavior. And everybody was saying that like he gave this interview where he was saying he would never turn heel again. And I was like, yeah, he also gave an interview saying he was never going to use the Rhodes name again. And here we yep. are. So he does it all the time. He days before he used the Rhodes name, he said, 
Oh, well, I got that because on Go Big Show, it's a lot easier to say Cody Rhodes and people identify with that than just say Cody. It's like, all right, you can't take everything that he says about like in these interviews at complete face value. Like he's, he's a worker ultimately. And I agree with you. He puts people over. He put over MJF. He put over uh, Brody Lee in, in a squash. He put over Malachi Black in a squash. He's put over all kinds of people. Darby uh, Allen. Like Darby Allen. everybody. <laughs> we have a bunch of super chats in. Uh, Jay Shell says, Cody turned me off from the Ogogo promo. Buddy, is that ever understandable? That yes. is certainly understandable. Yeah, that it sure is. And you cannot like Cody. Like who you like, don't like who you don't like. But like just factually, he does not put himself over. Like yeah. there's, he loses on every pay per view. <laughs> yeah, I yeah I completely understand that and agree with that. Brandon Charles Powell says, "I like the choice of main eventing with the women's title match. Makes it feel important. Yes, because the title was on the line. I'm so happy that that main evented." Because the mat, the title wasn't on the line for Omega and Danielson. So I, I, I'm really glad. Boris says, what was the feel and the atmosphere in the building right as the bell rang for KO and Brian Danielson? There was like this, like you could almost feel like a warmth, like a heat in the, in the crowd. It was, it was special. Like everybody in the AEW crowd wants everything to succeed. So the environment is better. But, but how was it? Up there in District 9, Kate. Wow. First of all, our seats were great. They just weren't. Every, every seat was good in that place. Second of all, uh, I turned to my friend and I, I said, this does not feel like free TV. That was the only way I could put it. Like, it yes. felt like a really important pay-per-view. Like, it, it felt SummerSlammy or maybe not mania E that might be a little extra, but it did not feel like a, a Wednesday night opening match at all. People were very aware that this is a dream match and very aware. I feel like that three years ago, this wasn't a thing that anybody thought was going to happen. So just very intense excitement. And I, I do believe that we all kind of figured that a draw was coming. I think we all knew that. I thought so. Yeah. This show is sponsored by better help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. 
That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. We had uh, Stu Plexer saying Omega Danielson was the first pro wrestling match I ever saw live. What an unbelievable night of wrestling in NYC. Thank you, SRS Kate, and the entire Fightful team that you uh, put the work in. I met a fella uh, at, I can't remember what the place was we were at, but he was, his name was Noel, and he was, you could tell he was very shy, but he came up and said hi to us, said he watched Fightful, and he's like, tonight's my first wrestling show ever I've ever been to. And I'm oh like, God. oh boy, are you in for a good one? <laughs> that rules. Kim C says, so I wasn't crazy to compare Cody to NXT Bo Dallas. Way more entertaining, better in the ring, better overall. I mean, I can see some of the comparisons, sure, but I think he's. I think that's discounting Cody. Josh says the Agogo promo turned me off. Cody, it did a lot of people. It sounds like, uh, man, we've got we've got all kinds of good super chats uh, about, about this show. JC Mike JC says show was awesome. Live had to work and took the train home from Long Island, so I got there by at seven thirty on the dot. Didn't get home till almost three a.m. So I'm I'm glad that well, hopefully. Uh, You've got to watch it back on TV, too, because I have not gotten to. But it was adorable when people are like, oh, it's so easy, Sean. Just take this train or the subway or this. And I'm like, guys, I have ridden a horse more times than I have ridden a subway or a train. <laughs> like, it is not a thing here to ride. Like, we have buses. That's it. And we got one bus that goes between counties. That's it. It is a wildly complex train system. I lived here for yeah. seven years, so it was very easy for me. But I understand the overwhelming, like, it's a, you look at a map and you're like, it's a lot of dots and colors and numbers, and I don't know yes. where any of them go. It's a lot. <laughs> Thank you to Greg House for this generous super chat, especially considering that exchange rate is very favorable for us. He says, hi, guys. Working so I can't watch live, so I'll catch it later. Great content. Give me a Gives me a boost in the week. Have a good weekend. Well, Hopefully this isn't the only thing that will give you a good boost uh, this week. I'm doing a live Q&A on Fightful Select at some point this afternoon. I don't know when, but I'm fitting it in. Uh, I dropped the Figure Hall podcast today. Me and Kate will have a short List Goes On podcast after this. Uh, we got plenty of content, but the big story I'm breaking today on Fightful Select, I've been working on this uh, real, this story between the relationships between WWE, USA, Fox. I'm dropping the Fox aspect of that today including news on an L.A. show coming up soon for WWE, uh, meetings that Vince McMahon personally had, who he had them with, uh, news about the draft. You want to subscribe for this story, FightfulSelect.com. Frank Aguilera says, listing you, Kate. We should have been listing you. I, I thought about doing listing you skaters, but oh. I, think, I think that people would have thought that we were actually talking about skating. I got to say that last super chat was Greg House and there was an exchange rate. Did Dr. House super chat us? Was that Hugh Laurie? I think it was. I think it I was. I think it was. That's the only reasonable explanation. Tony says thoughts on the maybe, uh, maybe the women's having or women having a new title. And we also had uh, JHL Nicole. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Uh, message me. Tell me I'm stupid if I'm not. So I, I can get it right. But do you think we'll get Ruby with the TBS belt first? I don't. What I think is they should have a person who has not challenged for the AEW women's title become the first champion. That way it doesn't look like it's lesser than. Or Thunder Rosa can have it 
because she hasn't challenged for that that title necessarily, and she's beaten Britt Baker. Yeah. But Andrew Zarian, which I have not confirmed this yet, has has stated there's going to be a TBS belt uh, for the women. What do you think about this? I thought it was going to be tag belts, so I'm a little bit surprised, but I am excited. I'm a little nervous because I feel like only in the past month they've gotten good at booking one belt. <laughs> so that's concerning, but I've been rooting for – Rooting is a really nice word. I've been complaining yes. a lot about <laughs> the women's booking and them getting more screen time. So this this seems like a, a positive step in that direction. I think Chris Atlander would be an awesome initial holder. I know she just lost, but that match was so outstanding. Uh, Thunder Rosa is another great one because, as you said, she she beat Britt and she could just make it feel important so quickly. So I like that idea a lot. I like this shout from Queen of the Ring. Our friend Alex put the TBS title on Jade Cargo, please, and thank you. That's somebody who hasn't competed for the world title, has won virtually every one of her match. Matt J. Hendricks says, uh, Thunder Rosa challenged Sheeta for the title at All Out last year. Yeah, but since then, she's beaten Britt Baker, has not challenged for the title, and uh, is, is seen as on the level. So that's that's what I mean there. But Jade Cargo, I think that's a great shout. I think that would be a good one. Um even though she might not be ready in the ring. Yeah. She's one of those people. It's like whoever, whoever does beat her, they're going to be over big time and they'll get about along with it. Boris says some money for the pigeons. Oh, well, thank you so much. They got me home. (laughs) And we've got Ryan Sullivan saying sing sting wrestle was awesome. He doesn't do just one or two moves. He goes hard and tries to deliver Brandon Charles Powell says sting doing what he's doing at his age. Just amazing. I don't know if FTR's plan was to have the NWO gear for sting, but the fact that they did was an amazing touch. I love that. Um, This was so good. Imagine being a, a five, six year old watching sting. And then in like, 27 28 years you get to wrestle him on tnt like and and sting's still good unreal yeah and that was an overwhelming thing i realized when i went to newark too and once again at arthur ash what i get to see in an AEW show like i got to see kenny omega brian danielson cm punk sting tony shivani and for someone that got into wrestling older like, that's crazy because that's the first time I'm seeing a lot of, like, these legends, too. So, like, I'd never seen Arn Anderson live. I'd never seen Sting live. So, it's just crazy how many different styles and generations of wrestling you get in one taping. And I, I loved, I mean, Sting is is going at it. They're putting him in positions where he is made to look good. And I buy Sting as, like, the, the sort of Charles Bronson, the 70-year-old dude who can still whip your ass somehow i i buy him for that because he's been protected the entire time i've ever seen him wrestle so i somehow it works for me and not like a lot of nerve-wracking spots either yes. like i wasn't shoot nervous oh. for anything he was doing which one day <laughs> one day he'll take a buckle bomb and it'll be a great story yes Christian says, any news inside on ADB Grand Slam aftermath in Rochester? Pretty quiet car, but Brody Lee's hometown, assuming a tribute. But rumors of a surprise debut. Guys, I hear you every single time you all ask me, hey, have you heard about Bray Wyatt? Is he coming? Is he coming? This person said he's coming. I've not heard anything. I've not heard a peep about him coming yet. Haven't heard at a, not a bit. 
they're very good at keeping these secrets usually, but I haven't heard anything. Nope, not a, not a bit. Jay Shell says, "Do you know why they're not promoting AEW Boston?" I'll be going to my first non-WWE show. Hope it's not dead. Uh, when is that show? That'd be... I think... So my theory is that they haven't talked about that a lot because it's right before Halloween. I think they're going to do a Halloween-themed thing and they'll probably promote it oh. really heavily because I think that's like October 28th. Yeah, that's over a month away. That's why they're not talking about that. They they will get into that. They'll start they'll start pushing it in a, in a couple weeks. Kieran George says, do you ever see Eddie Kingston holding a title in AEW? Yeah, I think he'll be a tag champion. I think eventually he'll be a singles champion and it'll be a big emotional moment. And he'll probably have a, a short run with that. But yeah, He's tricky because he doesn't like need it. <laughs> He's one of those guys that I'm like, I buy it. You're just here to kick everyone's butts. And that's great. <laughs> Charlie Davis says, I love that Brian is the guy to finally break Kenny out of Don's spell even just a little bit. That's because Kenny Omega at his core is the greatest wrestler in the world. Kenny Omega, it's like his character knows he can get away with saying and doing so much of this silly shit because he knows how good he is in the ring. Uh, when I'll give you guys a good example, and maybe it's not one that you guys want to hear, but when Leo Rush was having a lot of his heat in WWE, I talked to somebody and they were like, well, one of the reasons why he was so difficult at that point is because he knew exactly how good he was. He knew he could talk. He knew he could wrestle. He knew how good he was. And nobody could say, well, you're not good at this. Because he'd be like, yeah, right. I know I'm good at this. That's Kenny Omega, like, multiplied a million times on screen. That's why he can get away with 69 me Don and yeah. all that. Well, and even at the in the opening match, we saw him save Brian Danielson from a count out, right? Like, I liked that storytelling because of what you just said. He's so good. He was like, yeah, come back in. I'm still going to beat you. Like, that works for him with who he is right now. Hannah says, it's been almost 20 minutes and I've yet to praise her. Yeah, I said you're a great moderator, as you are. Sawyer sends a big super chat, says his Cody's 21, 21 character is not the same Cody that bled with Dustin, had the epic TNT title run, or cut that hometown promo. I want to like him so much, but he's making it hard. Oh, that is by design, my friend. He is supposed to be doing this. This is exactly what he's he's aiming for, I think, at this point. I don't think it was, but I think it is. And I think a lot of the, the internet heat about the Cody-verse and all that has played into it. I think he's increasingly more self-aware Kate I couldn't agree more and I feel like that's been very evident because when Malachi Black was kicking his block off of him uh he it was always right before he was launching into like a Cody verse promo and I feel like people didn't really pick up on that enough that he would be like you know in this world and then Malachi Black would go kick his head off so I feel like he knows that and I feel like Brandy coming back when she did is not a coincidence. And I feel like him giving those interviews isn't a coincidence. I think as careful as they always are with this stuff, the handwriting is on the wall and everybody loves Malachi. They're very good at using organic stuff to work into their heel turns and face turns, I feel like. B. Eric says, I was there at Arthur Ashen. It was an amazing experience. I also saw you at the show, but I was too shy to say hi. Maybe oh. next time. Always say hi. We love meeting you guys. Uh Big shout out to Jeff for sending a super sticker that did not show up here. But we appreciate you, Jeff, from the hood, it says. H. Hall says, sad I didn't see Kate while I was there to tell you how good you are on these shows. Sean, meh. 
Dude, Sean's like over eight feet tall. You don't want to start talking about him. Stellar Justin Lopez, I hung out with him before the show. He said, I just love watching FTR work. They had so many old school tag team spots in that match. It might have been my second favorite match behind KO and Daniel Bryan. Oh, it was so good. I just love good, good, solid tag team wrestling. That's what I'm here for. Uh, it, it's it's an attraction, and that's what you should treat it as. Shot or yeah, Shot Kid Twenty Nine says any update on Lee Moriarty in AEW? Is he signed with another promotion, or is he just honoring dates? He is not signed with another promotion. Uh, he is working MLW. I reached out to MLW. They just said AEW is very easy to work with on that. So there you go. Charlie Davis says, love you guys. I got a question. Seems like there's more unrest in Bullet Club Japan. Do you think there's enough connective tissue for the elite Bullet Club versus Bullet Club to prosper anymore? Yes, I think all those people are very smart and they know exactly what they're doing as well. And they have been working all along. What are, what are your thoughts on that, Kate? Do you think there was some, some shoot feelings there? No, I think it's all work. And I think... It's really good to do stuff like that when you've run into as many issues as New Japan has with intertalent and with COVID. So, yeah, I, and I think we're eventually going to get some sort of Bullet Club versus Elite War Games, Blood and Guts, something. Um, so dissension within things is always compelling ways to, to navigate that. But, yeah. Seller Justin Lopez also says, I didn't get back home to Brooklyn until 2.30 a.m., but I was still on a high from the show. Had to rewatch Omega, Brian, back immediately. So effing good. It was. It was amazing. I can't oh. wait to watch it on TV because it was it was unbelievable live, but I'm, I can't wait to see. You could even see, like, Brian's facial expression. Just, he does so many things right as a pro wrestler. It's so beautiful to watch. Matthew says Brandy did come out of the heel tunnel. Yep, she's she got to know she's a heel too. And she's, she's a very good part of that act. Ryan says, do you have any idea what's going on with Scarlett? Seems fairly obvious. They aren't putting her back with cross. She's talented. I hope they use her. Well, she's engaged now. Congrats to them. But no, I, I've heard that. I've heard that. Well, I don't want to say, but I mean, I heard that she might not be cleared and hasn't been for a while, but I haven't confirmed that. So I don't want anybody to, uh, report that. I have a shoot question because I don't actually okay. know this. If you're not cleared, can you still valet? So it depends, which I depends don't know. Yeah, I don't know what like they want her to do. I don't know if they want her to valet. But sure. it really depends on, I mean, they had Paige valet when she wasn't cleared. So yeah. I would say so. Uh, yeah, and for was, those of you who have only seen her valet, she can work. Like she was on the yes. end doing her own thing. She's she's able to work. So our friend I am a lucha says Omega, Danielson, Sting, Darby, and FTR. Man, that show was the top three I've ever seen. And that's with the ROH New Japan Supercard and all the Brooklyn takeovers. That said, concessions were BS. <laughs> Cody getting booed should resonate. Love you too. AEW, after me attending numerous shows live, probably about a dozen AEW shows live now. They need to coordinate with the venues better to open up more concessions. There, like before the show, the concessions are always insufferable. There are always dozens, if not hundreds, of people missing the start of the show. I don't know if the, the arenas just assume there's not going to be a good house. I don't know how that works. I'm out of that. I would love to talk to somebody. I know I've got to have somebody that works at a venue, works in concessions explain to me why this happens but 
you go to something that draws less and there won't be concession issues there. There are tennis shows that, that draw less and the concessions aren't an issue there, but. Well, and it wasn't just an Arthur Ashe thing. This happened to me in Newark the week before. So I was, a lot of people were like, Oh, they were ill prepared. I was like, well, then they're ill prepared everywhere. It seems like, because it's a persistent issue. Guys reminder, get your super chats in live. This is ad free. Thanks to our friend, destiny FOMO. You can check out her stuff. Right up there, twitter.com slash destiny FOMO. Charlie Davis says, Kenny seems to be running back his greatest hits in AEW. First, the New Japan feel of Christian and Kenny pulling from Wrestle Kingdom 11 and the draw like Dominion. I don't know if it's as much of a tribute act as like it's creating something new. I'm not getting that vibe. Um, but yeah, I, I do feel, I see your point, but I don't know if that's the case. And Ian says, Big swerve for Hunter or Cody. Uh, Bernard, the business bear, comes down to save him from a beatdown, and that gets Cody's heel turn. That would be a deep cut. That would. But um, I'll hit you guys with a deeper cut. JJ says, Jeremy Lambert is the goat. Hashtag tree sperm. Well, <laughs> we have to talk about this. Um, let, let me, I don't want to misrepresent what Brian Danielson said. So I'm just going to go ahead and read the the quote directly for you guys. On Barstool's The Yak, Brian Danielson gave his thoughts on apples. He said, quote, As I tend towards a vegan diet, people say all sorts of things about a vegan diet. I find it really fascinating nobody brings this up. If you eat an apple, people say, Oh, you kill plants. No, I don't really kill plants. When I eat an apple, the tree doesn't die. Essentially, I'm eating the tree's sperm. I'm eating the sperm. It's tree semen. That's how they reproduce other trees. Most fruits are semen. Real fruits are semen because they contain the seed inside of them. In theory, that has to be planted into the ground or for another tree to grow. Quote. Treeman. What were your thoughts when you saw this headline besides that's Jeremy Lambert's work? No, that, I mean, that was the, my, the most important part was that Jeremy Lambert is the best at this. Uh, You know, I, my immediate thought was, wow, they did their job because I want to go back and listen to this interview because I want to know how they started just talking about apples in the first place. Like, how did we get to this point? Like, what was the road to get to to tree semen? How? Why? Yeah. It's pretty um, much. Wow. Well, I don't have a lot more to add to this. I mean, All it seems I can, right. The people that I speak with claim that pollen should be uh, the the semen it should be classified as the semen, but that makes I. Sense. I get what he means. Yeah, he's not killing the tree by eating it. Yeah, because you can't say, well, it's the children of the tree because it's not, that's not the living aspect of it. It's not, yeah, I, I get what he means. But I just want to put that on everybody's radar. It's really important. Alex, Queen of the Ring, our good friend, says, an MSG once told me they give you H2O cups so they don't want you to throw bottles or caps at the show. Starts riots with sports fans. Well, I think they should get over it. Because, yeah. man, is that a pain in the ass. Mr. 
CJ Lilly says, hi, SRS, new king of the scoop. Can you clear up what happened during the Alexa Charlotte segment on Raw? I don't believe it myself. I'll just say I did not hear the same thing that other people heard about Mass leaving in the middle of the show. I got no reports of that whatsoever. I'm not saying that their report is correct or incorrect. I just I just haven't heard that. I just haven't heard it. J. Shell Nicole says, thoughts of putting Britt and Adam together? I think they'll keep alluding to it, Kate. I like what they do. Like, Ruby drops it in a promo, but Britt's not ashamed of it. She's like, yeah, so? And Adam Cole will reference it to Tony Schiavone. I like it. Like, we know it. They acknowledge it. They don't treat us like we're stupid. Everybody knows the deal. Um, but Britt is not getting... Adam Cole, baby chance. Adam Cole is not getting DMD chance. And that's what I like about it. Yeah. That's as far as I wanted to go. I don't want a stupid mixed tag angle. I don't want anything like that, particularly because by nature of things, that seems like it would go toward the Adam's Cole, Adam Cole's girlfriend thing. And she's the one that's been there and she's the one that's champion. So I feel like, um, and I just also hate that of like, oh, well, they're dating. So that means we have to put them in a mixed tag together. That makes me want to barf because she's wildly successful on her own. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm not for that. At the same time, if they can get CM Punk and AJ Lee against Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Adam Cole, I would very much love that just for the promos. Like, I think it, I think it would be as possible as Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, walking up to CM Punk on screen and saying, well, it's good that one of you finally started to come to work. Like, and you might be able to pull that out. Cause I know that Punk has said, no, she's injured. You can't ever, like, it won't happen. I heard the same thing about Daniel Bryan. I heard the same thing about Edge. I heard the same thing about Christian. I've heard the same thing about Paige and she's going to try to come back. Uh, TJ Wilson trains all the time. I've heard it before. Yeah, and I would be interested in that because I would also just be interested in those as individual things as well. Like, I'd be very interested in AJ versus Britt in a vacuum and CM Punk versus Cole in a vacuum. So putting that together doesn't feel, like, forced or weird. Um, So I would be fine with that. But I would rather also just see – I would rather see those as individual feuds, to be honest. (laughs) A child says, the person who started to watch wrestling in 2015 and has a father who's 63, watching Sting work is incredible. That is a, a great, a great um, experience to share too. Because I mean, if if I mean your dad was in his twenties th- or thirties watching Sting wrestle, if he's a wrestling fan, and this was a, a subject that was coming up uh, anyway. But Shot Kid uh, twenty nine says, "Who would you guys like to see in the finals of the first Owen Hart Cup?" My personal wish is Brian Pillman Jr. versus Kevin Steen. Uh yes. I, and I hope that after that they call him Kevin, comma, Owens Cup winner. Oh, <laughs> yep. Yep, I'll but take I mean, that. They, everybody knows his name is Steen, so they can they can rock with that. But it was announced that they had reached, they being AEW, had reached a deal with the Owen Hart Foundation to work him into figures, I'm sure video games, stuff like that. They're going to have quite the roster for video games with Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Taz, uh, Chavo Guerrero, Sting. Like, they're going to have a great Legends roster. I was very happy to see this. It is very obvious Martha Hart does not want to do business with WWE, but it seems she's okay with doing business with AEW. And you know what? 
if we get to expose a whole new generation of fans to Owen Hart, that's a positive to me. I couldn't agree more. And a lot of people forget that Brett introduced the title and MJF cut that incredible promo on him. Like this is not the first connection between the Hart family and AEW. And obviously Jericho was so heavily involved in dark side too. Um, yes. And a lot of people, it seems like on the AEW side and in some aspect have been. So I'm sure there's been communication that has been bridged through those things. So I think it's great. Uh, Owen Hart is one of the, obviously most tragic, but like for as short of a career has, as he had like incredible bodies of work, it, it even being that short is just, he's incredible to, to go back and watch matches of. So yes, please, please help younger fans become students of this. Cause it's the most rewarding thing ever. Uh, I think there are a lot of people that they could run with on here. I think a lot of people draw the, the direct line to Brian Pillman jr. Maybe too much. It's like you can't always have him do all of that stuff that is connected to all that. And also, I don't know that Brian Pillman Jr. spent any significant time around Owen Hart. Um, Brian Pillman Jr. was like, I think, three or four when when Owen passed away. And I, I don't know if there's a, a direct connection there outside of his dad was in the Hart Foundation, and Brian Pillman and Owen Hart spent a lot of time together. I think there's a lot of different things you can do with it, and a lot of people will want to, uh, would find it an honor to even participate in something like that. But I just love that they made the deal happen. Yeah. It made me very happy that they could they could work that out. Yeah, Guys, to leave- your point, one thing I really like with Pillman is that he doesn't do, he's not like a diet loose cannon gimmick like he's his own person so i feel like nods are obviously a really wonderful thing but i don't think he has to like win this just because of that like i like that he's his own individual in wrestling jhl nicole says i would die if aj come back literal death no lie i mean at the very least she could cut some promos and that could be very very entertaining uh well these these brian danielson interviews have been very entertaining but he did a great uh farewell to wwe in the players tribune and he had very nice things to say about Vince McMahon, like, and has ever since. So there, there are, I don't know Vince McMahon personally, but there were a lot of things that had been said between Brian Danielson about Vince McMahon. One of the things were, uh, I wish the world could see you like I see you. Like he, he has said that Vince McMahon protects him and um, is very like fatherly in that sense. It is good. I think that people are are seeing that a lot of these wrestlers who are internet darlings and even he was kept on the shelf for years. I, I think the Vince McMahon has lost it creatively. I don't think that's ever coming back, but it is good to see like there, there is a reason why some of these people have loyalty towards Vince McMahon. Yeah. And it's weird that people, get mad when they hear that there's like good things about working at WWE. People really need to set that aside. Sasha Banks is always doing that. Like just tweeting out like, thanks Vince McMahon or whatever. Like I agree with you on creative that it's not great. And I don't think he's savvy enough to get it back. I think it would be like if anybody in their like seventies and eighties were, were writing wrestling. Um, But I, 
I think it's great that there are people who view him very positively. I don't think CM Punk does. Everybody has their own experiences, right? Yeah. So um, it's good that a lot of people have positive experiences with him. It sucks that a lot of people have negative experiences with him. But the fact that there's people actively rooting against that is weird and they need to stop. I think that the Fox piece that I'm going to release today, FightfulSelect.com this afternoon, is going to change, or hopefully it will, the perception of a lot of this stuff. Like, when, when I started this piece, there were a lot of people that were just, like, telling me, oh, why, why even ask? They got their money. They don't care. They do. Vince has had very extended meetings with people of influence in Fox. Um, there, there, has been, there have been shows that, quite frankly... There, there was a Raw scheduled that Vince personally canceled because he's like, mm, no, Fox should get this show. Fox deserves this show because of location and all that. I'll break that news on Fightful Select this, this afternoon as well. There are some things from a business sense that you hear about him doing or that I've heard about him doing that will be in that story, and you're like, okay, he's still got it from, from a sense there. And one of the talking points for today I have felt like over the last two weeks since MSG, I don't know if it's a kick in the ass from AEW. I don't know if it's a kick in the ass from the networks. I don't know what it is. There has been more of an effort the last two weeks. MSG, Big E winning the title, NXT 2.0, putting Braun Breaker on my TV screen for literally any reason. Uh, I mean, the overall there. Uh, Raw, I thought, was good this week. I really liked Raw this week. They're building towards Brock and Roman Reigns for a Saudi show, which, eh, okay. But still, I compared to the last year and a half, quite frankly, compared to the last two years, I feel like there is a marked effort because I haven't remembered a two-week period of late where I've enjoyed so much stuff on the television shows that I have the past two weeks. Have you been seeing that as well? And what do you think that kick in the ass was? I think it was a lot of people think it's all out. I think it was more sure. of a response that dynamite beat them in the, in the demo. I think that is a little bit alarming because TV will now be pissed. <laughs> so yes. I think um, you don't want to annoy the networks, but I agree with you. There's definitely been more of an effort to give people what they want, which is not hard because they're very vocal in letting you do that. I couldn't, couldn't like, wrap my head around the fact that like now you do have live crowds so give it to us but I, I I think it was a response to that and I think it's a very good thing and I think people people love to forget how many stakeholders there are in WWE like they're a public company they have so much content that they're putting out and they have so many things you don't think about of like brands that are getting included in segments like from top to bottom it is a completely different animal than any other wrestling promotion out there so it's not my favorite still, but it does seem like it, they're trying to at least renew creative efforts in some way. So I didn't get to do a prediction show this week because I was I was there in New York. And also, I was there at LaGuardia for like ever. <laughs> Ten hours. So we're going to make some quick predictions right now. We got Liv Morgan versus Carmella. To me, this is a slam dunk. Liv Morgan's winning this match. Yeah, I would hope so. We have the Usos against the Street Profits. It feels like they've wrestled 232 times, mm -hmm. but I, I they could have wrestled once, and it would already just feel like 232 times. I know the match is going to be good. I think the Usos are going to retain here. I think you, that that optic of the title belts 
is important, and I think they'll probably get split up the these two teams in the draft coming up. I think so too, and I think you just when you have a stable that's supposed to be as dominant as the bloodline, you want everybody in there to have titles if that makes sense creatively. And I don't think the street profits need it. Everybody loves them. They'll get yes. the titles at their time. <laughs> Roman Reigns against Finn Balor, the demon for the universal title. This is an extreme rules match. To me, you roll with the hot hand until the hot hand isn't hot anymore, and then go with him. Everybody always says, who should beat Roman? Who should beat Roman? And my answer is, that person does not exist yet. That person has not popped up yet. You rock with him. You rock with you tried to coronate him from like for like five years. Now you have. He's there. This is what you always wanted. So I say keep going with him. What do you think? I think so. And my dream that I don't think will happen would be like that it's Cesaro at a pay-per-view that's more important than Extreme Rules at, at Rumble or at Mania or something. But yeah, I think you stick with Roman now, though I would love to see Finn as champion. Well, technically, this isn't the only extreme rules match because you got Damian Priest, Jeff Hardy, and Sheamus. That will be no DQ because it's a triple threat match. Damian Priest has already beat both of these guys, and he's going to beat both of these guys again, I think. But I'm glad they added Jeff Hardy because this emanated from an open challenge. I don't care who if somebody's on a winning streak if they get an open challenge, and that's what happened. And also... Jeff Hardy threw piss in Sheamus's face like a year ago. So, of course, they want to fight each other. But Damian Priest, I think, is winning this. How do you how do you have it going? He better, or I'm going to be real mad. <laughs> I hate agreeing with people on prediction <laughs> shows because it makes you seem like such a, like, I'll just go along with them thing. But, no, like, if Damian Priest doesn't win this, I will riot. Well, the two women's championship matches are the ones with the results in the air the most for me. Yeah. Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss. Charlotte is champion. Alexa is somebody that WWE likes an awful lot for this gimmick, for whatever she does. Uh, I'm excited for this match in the ring because Alexa Bliss has been very aggressive in the ring this year since taking over that gimmick. How do you see this one going? I'm actually going to say that Alexa wins. I think this might be their way out of the gimmick at some point with the title. I don't think they... And she's selling merch like crazy, stupid as it is. So I think... Charlotte, they just want her to get to the record, so they're gonna they don't need her to have long title reigns. So I'm I'm gonna say Alexa, and I think this is how eventually we we break the spell with her is that she's a champion now. And then we have Bianca. Uh, actually, I actually make my prediction. Yeah. I think Alexa wins. Oh Becky Same. Lynch, Bianca Belair, SmackDown women's title. This is one I'm very intrigued by. Because Bianca could win and Becky Lynch could get really boo-boo faced about it and pissy about it. And I've heard that their live event matches have been bangers. So I'm so excited for this. But um, I don't know if anybody has watched Heels, but they basically ran the the uh, storyline from Heels where one person loses really quick, but it didn't didn't necessarily get the reaction they intended, I don't think. Uh, I don't think this has worked the way that they really believe it would. Uh, and I don't know why. I don't know why WWE was like, you know what? We're dog shit at making baby faces. So let's take our biggest one and make her a heel. And I knew, I had this feeling when somebody said, oh, Becky's coming back to SmackDown like months and months ago. I was like, that ain't good. That ain't good. Because <laughs> they won't know what to do with her there. At least on Raw, she could run roughshod. How do you see this one going? 
Uh, I think Becky retains and Sasha comes back. Sasha will eventually dethrone Becky and we'll get Bianca and Sasha again. That's what I'm hoping for. Extreme Rules on Sunday. Denise will be joining me for the post-show. Throwback sends a big you super chat. your prediction. Oh, I didn't make my prediction? Yeah. I predict that both wrestlers will have fun. Oh, you. <laughs> I think Bianca wins. All right. Throwback says, this is a treat this week, and uh, wrestling has been fun and interesting. When AEW come to Boston, don't be shocked if they do a Salem Witch Trial match to tie in <laughs> to the Halloween thing. Perception <laughs> is key when it comes to events. Danielson Day is interesting. My mom and wife are going to Salem in October. They are so basic. <laughs> of course they are but uh throwback thank you so much for the super chat and thank you for the the reds jersey you sent me for my birthday that was super they're super uh awesome i really appreciate that uh but yeah that would be i mean they that, that seems like something wwe would do the salem witch trials match that seems yeah it seems like something they'd rock yeah. with Van Twinblade says, how amazing was John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt versus John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt live? It was amazing. It was. Uh, it, it was with John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt in the corner when he did that thing to John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Wow. And you always, you always knew that John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt could bring that out of John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Like, you always knew it. Like, I think this heel version of John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt and, like, this returning John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt it just like it's a dream match between Jingleheimer Schmidt and Jingleheimer Schmidt. Like, yeah, just we've been waiting for it. Josh says, so the woke wrestler thing doesn't didn't work. I'm shocked. I don't have a goddamn clue what you're talking about, buddy. He's talking about NXT 2.0, where Joe Gacy was given a woke wrestler thing. Feel free to go back and watch Alex and I lose our ever. Oh boy. Mind. I have not watched NXT yet. I'm watching it today. Deathmatch wrestler Joe Gacy talking about microaggressions as a heel was oh, a choice. No. Throwback says, as much as ratings don't matter, they kind of do in some way. Dirty making changes show that they pay attention. Let me tell you that that conversation or that, that article I'm posting today, it'll have a lot on that. They care. Everybody cares. Mr. CJ Lilly says, SRS, do you think the way, um, or do you think with the Charlotte Alexa segment, the way that Charlotte buried Alexa's character, they'll transition to Alexa uh, to her next thing? I think they should. They yeah. should. Like, stop, stop having her. I thought they were trying to take the yes chance as well when they were yes. going, yes, no, yes, no. <laughs> Don't have her do that. She's too talented. She doesn't need somebody else's shit. LV player Cliff says, Sean, the forbidden door opening has been great, but how much do you think this was influenced by AWTK seeing Andrew Yang's focus on independent contractors and not wanting that crosshair? Jack shit. I don't get into politics here. I don't have any feelings about Andrew Yang politically, positive or negatively, but Andrew Yang has been the politician who's cried wolf so yeah. many times about this. I'll believe it when I see it. And let me tell you, I, I, I got to put Jeremy Lambert on for smartening me up to this because after his like 50th Andrew Yang is going after after WDB article he is like I'm so sick of hearing this shit yeah like I'll believe it when I see it Jay Blood and like let's also keep in mind there's been attempts to do that before yes so like very possible he wants to and doesn't get anywhere 
And I mean, there have been people that have challenged WWE and Impact on a lot of that stuff. Impact released all their IPs when Matt Hardy was going after him. EC3 got to register his own, like, trademark his own name because of that. Uh, Daphne went after them for workers' comp. I think Alberto Del Rio got out of his no-compete. Brock Lesnar got out of his no-compete. Um, yeah. There were there were a lot of situations where WWE, he, they, they, they got got. Sorry, the go ahead. The development of the um, you-can't-make-money-off-of-third-party platforms is an interesting new yes. one. That if they got challenged for that, I don't think they would have a choice because no, that's they, egregious. We would not have a leg to stand on. Jay Blood says, Road to Tree Seam is going to be a really interesting piece <laughs> on AEW's YouTube page. You guys still have time to get those super chats in. Van Twinblade says, thank you for the bit. Hannah M says, that would be how WWE gets Alexa. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, trials, man. oh, crap. She figured it out. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Ian Hunter says, thoughts on Josh versus Christian and Josh's future? I'm trying to find out his contract status, but that is a match that I am supremely excited for yeah. i think josh josh alexander is one of the best workers in the world right now christian is a machine like he is what like i, I look at him i'm like man maybe getting old isn't so bad i want christian cage cardio that's what i want i want to be able to go like christian cage at anything i don't, I don't care if it's like just watering plants for 30 minutes straight <laughs> i want that cardio that's what I need. But I'm, I'm so excited for that match. Does that pique your interest at all? So much. And I think it's so much healthier for Impact to have the title on Christian than Kenny. I think it yep. was the absolute right call. And I think that match is going to be great. And I got to say, I was nervous when they split the North up for both of them. And yeah. they both succeeded so well. I really, really, really like Josh Alexander. And they and they can go back to it because they didn't have like a violent split, which is good. Yeah, it just fizzled. Yeah. Mr. CJ Lilly says... The idea of Alexa using Lily as a cry for help since her concussions and with the title, perhaps uh, glow of the title, reminds her of how good she is and fixes her. I don't think they'll bring concussions into it. I, I don't think they'll do that at all. Uh, some stupid punk says, oh, snaps. It's SRS and Kate. I had a whole bit to try to pop Jimmy Van, but I guess that's on hold. In the meantime, just take my money, you legends. Well, thank you all so much. You all have supported us so much at 1 p.m. on a Friday. I just found out like an hour before this, Jimmy couldn't do the show. So there you Thank go. You. Throwback says, do you see Edge versus Seth happening this weekend? If so, who do you have? Do you see Omega Danielson set up two feuds? Danielson versus Page, Cole versus Omega. Could that be at full gear? Uh, AEW is very good at this, Kate, setting up multiple feuds at the same time. I think what they should do is set up Omega and Paige. Paige should win the title, and then they go back to Omega Danielson, where there is no title because Danielson he Danielson doesn't want to jump the line. He's okay no. with with doing things the right way there. That's why this wasn't a title match. But uh, do I see Edge Seth happening this weekend? No, I think it'll happen in Saudi. Uh, what do you think about all this? Uh, I almost called you Denise. Oh my <laughs> gosh, short legend. Um, <laughs> what do you think about this? <laughs> I think. Uh, I think that's headed to Saudi Arabia too. I wish we didn't have to have a third. I think it's been so cool with the two, but they're going to run it back. Uh, that'll probably happen in Saudi Arabia. I think you're going to see Danielson have to go through Cole again at some point to get to a title match with Kenny. Um, but they are incredible at setting up multiple feuds at the same time. I, I don't know what this like faction is. I don't think you need to name it, but this like, 
Jungle Boy, Daniel Bryan, Christian situation is really cool. And I'm I'm fine with them burning it in this way where you can have individual feuds stem from groups of people. It's the biggest benefit you can have to stable. So I'll take it. Michael Branson says Christian Cage cardio plus DDP <laughs> yoga. I get back on that. My neck's killing me. Uh, guys, uh, just, just so you know, we'll be wrapping up the show here in a minute. But we're going to be doing uh, the list and Not Your Boy goes on over at FightfulSelect.com. I was going to talk about Chris Canyon on this show. I'm going to talk about him over there. We'll talk a little bit uh, about New York. Dr. Six Fingers Esquire says, any word on Deeb's injury and return? Thinking she's the perfect heel challenger for DMD. With the only, you're only the face of the division because I let you promo. I got to hear her cut a promo first. I haven't heard her cut a promo, but uh, the, I know the knee injury took her out a lot longer than she expected. She came back briefly, but it was, it was tough on her. I'm going to work to find out more on that. Ian says, I trained with Ethan and Josh since day one in Hamilton. Seeing how far they both come is outstanding. Both amazing guys who really deserve it. Yes, they are. They're both wonderful people, which I think a lot of um, professionally and personally. Alan says, love this 2.0 version of Listen to Your Girl. Keep up the good work. This should have been all different colors right here. <laughs> yes. Yes, it should. I didn't have time to add colors. I just you had time to. spend hours on this. Oh, yeah. Brandon says, I figured Alexa would face Scarlett in the first Salem Witch match. Throwing fireballs at each other. Oh, no. no. Oh, what? My favorite super chat of the day. Hope I'm saying your name right. Shariah Pender says, sending his ran to Sean at Dynamite. He was very nice about not making me feel like a complete dork. for shouting his name out to him like we're old pals. Thanks for stopping to say hi. So she sees me and she goes, Sean. And she goes, wait a second. You don't know me. And I was like, hey, hold on. This is how I become. This is how I come to know people. Yeah. They stop me and they say, "Sean," and I go, "Hey, nice to meet you." That made my day. That that popped me. I laughed. I loved it. Uh, thank you. Uh, it was it was awesome to meet you. And yeah, don't don't hesitate to say hi to me. That's you know that's part of it. We we love to meet you guys. If you have the awareness to think you might have been weird, you are not the weirdest person at the wrestling show. Yes, I promise you. Yes. <laughs> Sawyer says, congrats, Brian Danielson, on his first five-star match. Bright kid, a bright future in that kid's future. <laughs> yes, there you go. Gerard Ryan says, any update uh, on the big new distribution deal coming soon for Impact Wrestling? No, and uh, even though it's under new ownership, this is still the company that had a announcement for a huge announcement, and the huge announcement was, we are thrilled to announce Sony 6 in India. Like anybody in America gave a damn about it. So Huge announcement. But that was the Dixie era. And Tyler wraps us up and says, does Danielson look like a chump for not beating Kenny in 30 minutes non-title match when Christian beat him in a title for less than 20? No, we call that MMA math in uh, MMA. Just because this person beats this person or this person beat this person this way does not mean anything at all. There you go. And Throwback says, funny how I say Salem witch trials and things go nuts. <laughs> This time of the year is fun and mystical. So it'd be the perfect for uh, Alexa or even Bray to do something with a promotion. I don't think Bray should lean into to all that. And uh, Pugzilla, let it go. No, it was a shitty announcement. So Correct. Accurate. You blocked. You blocked. You let it go. The list and you blocked. <laughs> Kate, tell the people where they can find you. I actually, just do this, and they'll be able to find yeah, you. Yeah, there you go. You can find me. 
at KateOnTechIC on Twitter. You can find me every Tuesday is being sour with Alex on Sour Graps. You can find me tonight with Sean reviewing Rampage, which we were at, yes. and smacked down immediately after the show. We so hang out again later. Yeah, we'll abbreviate some of our thoughts tonight as we have four hours to cover. My face is going to be in front of a screen for like another 12 hours today. Looking forward to it. Q&A over... on tarmac for 10, buddy. I don't know. Yep, you're, you're right. Uh, we'll talk about my travel woes. We'll talk about Chris Canyon over on Fightful Select in minutes. Got that big Fox WWE story dropping today. And you know what? I'm going to drop one about the USA relationship next week. And then one with the streaming platforms the week after so fightful select bringing you some goods thank you guys so much we're out follow twitter.com slash destiny fomo what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co